0: You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is sponsored by Clean Juice, a certified organic nutrition and wellness bar with more than 100 locations in development in 16 states. Learn more at cleanjuice.com.
1: Welcome to episode 33 of The Collected Podcast. I'm Jess Biondo. I'm Michaela Hooper. And I'm Tia McNally. And today we are thrilled to have Jake Hines on the podcast with us.
2: Jake is, first of all, an amazing, amazing entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there's so many things that I could say about Jake. He's a, a husband, a father. Um, he loves Jesus. He's just a really incredible person and carries great um Great strength and also awareness just for the people around him Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the way that he leads is truly um, from life. Yeah. And you'll hear that throughout the episode, like their brand is a lifestyle brand. Yeah. He is who he
3: is through and through. Yeah. Um I, I work out with Jake at Katie Fit, Michaela, you do too, yep. and, um, and we go to church with him. And so we know him from life, and he's the same in every environment. Mm-hmm. He is um, just an incredible guy. So we hope that you guys enjoy this episode with Jake Hines.
2: Welcome, Jake. Thanks for being here with us.
4: Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome to the
2: Collective Podcast, Jake.
4: Yeah, I've been listening to them all. Yeah, They're great. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Thanks for listening.
4: <laughs> this is legit. You guys have a legit setup going on here.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. Thanks. thanks to Jacob Early. Right. We appreciate. Shout it. out.
4: Ooh. Thanks, Jacob.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, Jake, we would love to hear a bit of your background. So, kind of how you grew up, um, how you came to know Jesus, um, and whatever you'd like to share with us about that.
4: Okay. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in the best house I could possibly grow up in, or from what I know, uh, my parents were great Christian, Christian parents, um, raised in the church, raised in youth group, went to Christian school as a kid. Um, yeah, just a a great upbringing. My dad was a great role model, a great role model, a great father figure. Um, yeah, and of course, my mom was the same same way, a great biblical leader.
3: What a blessing.
4: Yeah. That's So, awesome. so that was huge um, growing up. And then, um, let's see.
3: When did you actually own your own faith? If you grew up in the church, yeah. sometimes there's like...
4: Right, so again, like I, I always kind of stayed on that faith path, but um, I would say when I moved out of my parents' house, lived on my own, And then, of course, you have challenges that you have to face more so than you did living with your parents. Yeah. Um, So I would say around 18, I had my first experience with the Holy Spirit. And uh, from that point on, things have shifted.
3: Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so cool.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: So did you go to college right out of of high school or... What did you do? You said you were 18 when when you had your first experience with the Holy Spirit. So, what was going on in your life at that point?
4: Yeah. So, um, graduated high school and I got an awesome job uh, that I had to apply for. It's it's related to what I do now, which we'll get into shortly. But uh, basically, I got this job that said, "Hey, we'll pay for you to go to school." Nice. Yeah, you can get your degree at, your associate's degree at Central Piedmont Community College. I was born in Charlotte, by the way.
3: Hey. Yeah. Um, a fellow native that's
4: awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's not very many of us no uh yeah so I got this job right out of high school and then um a great job apprenticeship they taught me everything I know about manufacturing and about business and about uh hard work and uh work ethic so I worked for that company for I want to say six years right after high school got my associate's degree and then uh I decided I wanted to go back to school to get my bachelor's degree and I at about this time I had started my own business with my brother called uh prism supply and what we do is manufacture motorcycle parts and apparel and uh anything for the motorcycle lifestyle and uh so about that time we had started that never as like the idea of let's do this full time it was more of something of let's just see what happens and maybe it'll fund our hobby of of motorcycles mm-hmm. and uh So I wanted to get my bachelor's degree. At this time, our part-time business was doing relatively well. So I said, you know what? Maybe I just go to school full-time and then do this part-time. And so that's what I did to get all the way through school, got my bachelor's degree. I graduated and I was having a conversation with my wife and I was like, hey, what should we do here? I have this degree where I can go get a a real job, quote unquote, real job or... (laughs) um we can do this and she was really the one that was like hey I think you should do this this is your calling Um let's see what happens and so here we are three years later I've been doing that for three years full time wow. now wow yeah. mm-hmm.
2: that's awesome mm-hmm. one of the things that I love about well about Jake in particular um as a person is that you you really what you do is a part like every part of your life and so Even just watching you over the years, because we've known each other for a few years now, and your faith has really, I feel like it's always been interwoven into the things that you do. So even you saying Prism, you know, it's a lifestyle brand, Mm -hmm. um, which I just think that's a part of who you are. Like you want what you do to be in in um interwoven into every aspect of your life which is really cool to now see prism as a lifestyle brand in its like fullness and it's just getting getting started and mm-hmm. um but i also think like that's indicative of your faith in the lord and how you are always you're just you're looking to incorporate that in the things that you do and and trusting god with the business and like i mean that had to have been a big Step for you guys, you and Alex. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. To be like, okay, here we go.
4: Yeah, let's do this. Let's try to figure it out. And at that same time, we we're like, well, we want to have kids soon. So, no oh boy. Or, yeah, we're gonna have enough money to have to figure out these kids and business and the yeah. whole deal. Um, but it it really all worked out, and God's just been blessing us, love mm-hmm. and beyond. So
3: there's a ton of favor on your business for sure.
4: Thank you. Yeah, yeah for sure.
3: Yeah,
1: I think this point you're mentioning, like. Where you're at this turning point of we could go one way, this like safe, comfortable way, or we could take this leap of faith, this risk to pursue a passion. What would you say to someone who's in that position right now, kind of facing those different choices?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would just say pursue it. It, Mm. Pray about it. Pursue it if it feels right. Then then go for it and. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to have to Mm. go get that real job a couple months later or six months later or maybe 10 years later. Like, just try it. And I kind of feel that way still to this day. It's like, oh, maybe next month I'll have to actually go get a real job. (laughs) But no, here I am three years later still doing that full time. Yeah. So I would just say um, push for it. You got it.
3: Yeah. It
1: takes a ton of faith. That's good. But that's such a good perspective of what's the worst that could happen? Right. You can always go get that other job. Right, right. The worst that could happen if you don't try this is that you miss out on this incredible opportunity that God is putting in front of you.
4: Right, for sure.
2: But it doesn't mean that you don't have to work hard.
1: Yeah, right.
4: Like absolutely. Because I feel
2: like since I've known you, like I watched you work that job at that company that you where you got this opportunity to intern, basically, and then or the apprenticeship, and then. You were doing prism stuff on top of that, so it wasn't like you just flew by the seat of your pants and you were just kind of like, "Well, whatever comes my way, it'll be like <laughs> you've you worked really hard,
4: yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I worked basically two full- time jobs for probably a year and a half mm-hmm. to make this work. Wow, um, but yeah, again, God's just been honoring that, and we're thankful,
3: yeah. So what kind of opportunities have come your way that have been super surprising to you as you've built yeah. Prism? Yeah,
4: so um, going back to what we were just talking about as far as uh, taking that initial risk. Mm-hmm. So kind of a crazy story, but it's not crazy because it's how God works. Um, I want to say it was the day after, maybe the two days after I had turned my two weeks notice. Mm-hmm. We got a call from Discovery Channel that said, hey, we want to do a TV show with you on your business.
3: Whoa.
4: Yeah, and so we did this TV series on Discovery Channel, and that was like, it just took off. Mm -hmm. It took off our brand, or helped take off our brand for us. So um, that was a really, really cool opportunity, and totally from the Lord.
3: So what was the series kind of focused on? Like, what were they looking at within your company?
4: Um, So it was a motorcycle competition. So Mm -hmm. basically, you built these bikes, and whoever had the best bike won the competition, and we did win.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because <laughs> your bikes are works of art. Every single it, one of them. Thank it was you. so great. It was so great. Yeah, I'm are not necessarily like yeah. into yeah. motorcycles, but when I see what you guys make, I'm like, that is that's art. Like, there's you. so much creativity and expertise and like precision. Thank you. In it, it's it's so impressive.
4: And then, um, as far as like our our social side of things go, going on to what you're talking about, Tia, um, we try to make our. S- social platform look appealing to mm-hmm. everyone. Like you guys aren't necessarily into motorcycles, but right. you can still look at our social presence and be like, oh, that's interesting. I like how they're doing this photography or that or posting well this artwork.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's working.
2: Yeah. You it got me. Is. <laughs> it is. And um, their merch, even just like their their shirts and hats and jackets and things like that, they've got some really cool jackets that are are meant for You know, can they're very versatile Mm -hmm. in that, like you can wear them simply for style, but you can also wear them if you are somebody that is really big into building bikes and and manufacturing and things like that. Like they're quality material Mm -hmm. that you actually can wear in that kind of setting, and it's not like. And they look great. Yeah. And yeah, it looks great. And so I think, Yeah, so that was
4: kind of actually the, the second part of the business for us. The first part was, okay, let's do motorcycle parts. And that's a very seasonal thing, right? So what we're selling to the people that are building their own bikes, not necessarily us building their bikes for them. Right. So say uh, Michaela, you bought a motorcycle, you would buy those parts from us and you would install them yourself. Yeah. That's, that's who we're trying to sell to. So that's seasonal. Um, because you're only riding a motorcycle for certain months of the year. So then we said, okay, well, wh- what can we do to help boost sales in those off months? And so that's when we came out with the whole apparel side of things. And we've always been interested in apparel and branding and everything that's involved with that. So that's where that came from.
3: Yeah, that's great. So you started this company with your brother, correct?
4: Yeah, my older brother, Zach.
3: So how is that for you, working with your brother?
4: Uh it's it's great. Um, so I do it full time. We have four guys that do it full time. Zach still has a full time job elsewhere. Oh wow. But he's still heavily involved. He's he works he's probably the hardest worker I know where he works his full time job and then Wow uh works at prism in the evenings. Yeah. But yeah, it's great working side by side. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's times where mm-hmm. we're like, Oh man, this is tough. Yeah. It's hard working beside your brother, but yeah. I wouldn't change it for anything.
2: That's awesome. And sometimes Caleb, your younger brother, yep, comes in and does some stuff yep. for Prism as well. And but they've got like, I mean, you you do you, the the shop is awesome. Like it started out in a garage, right? As your Prism, yeah, yep. and then they've gradually been able to move the business to mm-hmm. an actual shop um, in Charlotte. Yeah, you guys are in Camp North End, right? That's correct. That's yep. oh, so cool.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: The cool yeah, we factor the, involved with this place. You we were the very first person to uh,
4: to sign <laughs> yeah. a lease at Camp North End. Were you? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: You guys set the tone there.
4: So um, going back to the Discovery Channel thing, so Mikhail, you were saying that you went to that party that night. or mm-hmm. We had that release party. So um, it was this live feed thing on how they picked the winner. But we said, okay, well, let's throw a party for everybody that's at home so that everybody can watch it together. And then we probably had – I don't know, 500 people come out for that. And we were like, oh, wow, we have something here. Maybe we should plan a a motorcycle event. So (laughs) um, uh, I partnered with one of my good friends, Dean, and then that's how we started a motorcycle show that's now called The Congregation Show, which is its own separate entity, which takes place at Camp North End. Um, And it just happened a few weeks ago, and we had 5,000 people there.
3: Are you serious? Yeah, so um,
4: it's really cool just seeing... I mean, it's. I had an emotional experience the night that we were setting up. Mikayla, I might have been telling you this, but um, so everybody had left. The, sh- the show happens on a Saturday, and it was a Friday night, and uh, I was done setting everything up, and I was the only person in there, and I was like thinking to myself, "Wow, this is crazy. That five thousand people will come through this door tomorrow just because of our vision and something that we've built."
1: This week we are sponsored by Clean Juice, one of the fastest-growing juice companies in the country. Franchises all over the place. Yeah. If you don't have one near you, maybe you are supposed to just open a franchise. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, but not only do they have juices, they have coffee. Yeah. At our local Clean Juice, they're all locally owned. Um, so they partner with a local coffee shop with organic roasted coffee. Yeah. And it's delicious. They definitely pride themselves on being two things: locally owned
3: and organic. Mm-hmm. Not just sometimes, not just when they can, but all the time, everything in in a clean juice store is going to be organic. And I'm super excited because they just launched two new products. They launched these greenwa, but that's like super funny for me to say still, but it's like greens and quinoa. So they're calling them greenwa bowls. Mm. They're so good. Oh they're gosh.
1: packed with protein. I haven't had one yet. I'm getting one tomorrow. You better
3: because <laughs> they're delicious. <laughs> there are all different, um, all different styles on the menu, so different flavor profiles. And, um, and then they have delicious dressings alongside them. And, uh, and then they also added a couple new toasts. So their avocado toast, they have one that now has egg on it. So you get that protein punch on your toast, which is super great. So I love that they're constantly innovating, constantly expanding their menu. There's always something new at Clean Juice. So definitely get out there. Go ahead and download the app if you aren't sure where the closest one is. And I'm sure you'll be able to find
1: one near you. Clean Juice, more than just juice. (laughs) (laughs) That's just this new slogan for you guys. (laughs) Check them out.
3: I like what you said about your vision because I was going to ask you when you first started dreaming about Prism. Did the vision for the company look anything like what it looks like today?
4: Oh. Uh, yeah, so if I'm being honest, I think a lot of that vision stemmed from I want to be cool.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Um,
4: yeah, just being totally transparent. I was like, "Oh, this would be cool for me and I'll have a cool business and I'll be popular and this and that. And now, honestly, I, I don't care about that at all. What I care about is the business and all of my employees. and Right. Um,
3: you're a dad now. Everything changes family, when you're yeah, a dad. Yeah. <laughs> um,
4: so, so, yeah, that's, that's different. But as far as what we do, know, it's exactly what we wanted it to be. That's awesome. Just to a bigger scale.
3: Right. So that's cool that it exceeded what you initially imagined.
4: Yeah. 100%.
3: And I think that when you're walking in God's will, listeners, and you're kind of following Him step by step and stepping into the things that He's putting in front of you, um, you're going to receive favor and things are going to exceed your expectations and you're going to have to expand your capacity, which means you're going to have to take care of yourself. So Jake, will you talk to us about um, like how you actively pursue self-care?
4: Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. So... I go to New Song Church (laughs) with y'all. I also, for me, everything is, I'm such a planner. I have to plan my schedule out daily. So every morning, okay, well, I'm going to wake up at 6. Well, from 6 to 6.30 or whatever that time is, um, I'm going to spend it in the Word. From 6.30 to 7.30, I'm going to go to the gym. Um, Shout out to Katie Fit.
2: Hey.
4: Um, (laughs) And then from 7.30 to 8.00, I have to drop the kids off. So that's kind of my, my schedule and how, how I work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what keeps me sane.
3: So routine routine. I'm, that's I'm very
4: routine. Yeah.
3: yeah. I, I definitely identify with that. I need to kind of know what to expect, have a routine and get in the groove. And I've been in a season, total transparency on my part. I've been in a season lately where I have not been in a routine because we've just had craziness going on. I've been traveling and I feel it. I feel it in my body. Mm-hmm. I feel it in my spirit. My mind is all over the place. And so, yeah, I definitely have to agree. A routine um, and making sure that the word is top priority in your day. That's awesome.
4: Yeah. That's and just awesome. meditation for me, downtime for me. My days are so busy, or at least I feel like they are. They might not be to other people. They're probably not. But to me, I feel like they're so busy that I just need that time alone of getting my thoughts together.
2: That's good. Outside of self-care, like what are the things that motivate you to continue to invest in PRISM and and see it grow? Like, because as I said, you talked about your employees, obviously your family, most importantly, but like outside of that, like what causes you to either cast greater vision for PRISM or even um, spurs you in your, your creativity to keep it moving and rolling forward?
4: Yeah, that's good. Um, I would say I really feel called um, in the smaller scale of those things, and maybe it's not that small of a thing, but it's to invest individually in all of my guys. And that's why I feel like I'm in this leadership role, um, so where where I can spend uh, the time with all of my guys daily. Mm And it's, it's simple things like every day when we walk in the shop, we all say, hey, good morning. How was your day? We talk. Um, we give each other a big hug and we say we love you. We do that every single morning. That's awesome. And then when we're leaving, we say, all right, have a good night. Love you. See you in the morning. I love that. Um, so I really feel called to just invest in all the guys individually.
3: Mm-hmm. Do you have any like resources that you look to as a leader um, to guide you in the way that you lead others?
4: Um, yeah. So uh, from Katie's podcast with you guys, yeah. I started listening to Donald Miller.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I love story Brands. Good yeah. one. Yeah. So good.
4: And um, I listened to, I think I've listened to every episode of How I Built This, oh, which yeah. is more just entrepreneur based versus like leadership.
3: Yeah. That's good.
4: Um, so yeah.
3: Podcasts mm-hmm. are so, they're just so accessible to us now. And there are so many good ones out there. I love that you gave,
1: mentioned a couple others. So, in along with leadership and kind of on that way of thinking, what is some, what are some practical tips you would have for other Christian entrepreneurs who aren't necessarily in a faith-based company, but living out their faith through that? How do you work with that um, dynamic?
4: Yeah, so the way I lead, um, wrong or right, it, it's not necessarily like, I'm, I'm very pushy in a, a Bible sense mm-hmm. where I lead more in a uh, this is what the Bible teaches type way, like here's my actions. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, regardless if you're partnered with um, the best biblical leader you know or not, just uh, lead through how the Bible tells you to lead.
2: That's good. That's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. It's, li- it's lifestyle. Like, yeah. I think that's something that, you know, we're all—actually, we're all challenged with, you know, just it's it being out of the overflow and, like, out of our life, not just something that we're like, okay, everybody, like, let's open a chapter, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> Genesis. You know, it's just kind of like it's out of the overflow of who you are and— you know who you know God to be, and how how mm-hmm. you yourself are developing that and, and growing Holy in it. Working, yeah, through you. the Holy yeah. Spirit like inspiring you and motivating you to pour into the people around you and into your business. So, I think that to me that's like one of the things that I've I've always been challenged by knowing you, Jake, is just like, and I do believe there has there's challenge in it, but like and sometimes tension. But um, I think you do it well, and um, yeah. I think you've really like you've grown in it, um, and you do it in a way like I love that. Like mm-hmm. you, you guys say good morning, and I love you. And you know, I think that that's pretty incredible the way that you interact with
3: guys in sort of a tough guy atmosphere around. You know, to me, my perception of motos- no, motorcycle motorcycle industry. Yeah, you're you not know? wrong. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think that that's. It says a lot to me that you are who you are wherever you go, and that is knowing your true self. And that's our goal for every person who encounters the collective brand is for people to come to know their truest self and for that to be what's expressed in Mm -hmm. the world everywhere we go. And I think that that comes with, as we've discovered, knowing who God is. And knowing who God says we are yep. in Him. And so it's clear to me that that is something that you have a grasp on. And it's hugely, like Michaela said, challenging mm-hmm. and inspiring. You're yeah. definitely
4: someone to look up to. Well, thank you. It, it definitely is challenging. Um, it's probably one of the dirtiest, grungiest industries to to work in. So um, it, it's it's challenging to not get roped into the mm-hmm. The worldly thoughts Mm -hmm. that come with
3: that—I can imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, I think some what you said earlier about um, being in a place where now it's not—it's not just about being cool, Mm -hmm. and um, I think that's like a um, an important point for all of us in wherever we are in our journey and in our process of things. Is like we all have to get past that point of of caring mm-hmm. and doing the things that we love to do because we love to do them. We feel called to do them, like not not for the um, approval or acceptance mm-hmm. of somebody else. And I mean, that's, I just, I appreciate that transparency of you just being like, you know, at one point it was, I was like, I want to be cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and our motives are, I mean, a huge part of being self-aware.
3: Yeah. If we're gonna grow and mature, we're going to have to be able to check our motives and to know why we do the things we do, why the why we do the things we do and think about how we feel about things and recognize the fact that we have some control over how we think about Mm -hmm. the way we feel and that we can shape our perspectives and attitudes, which is a super, super
1: challenging but valuable skill as we come to really know ourselves. And Jake, as you were building your business, did you? Can you recall like the time when that started to shift, and you can see that change in yourself?
4: Um, hmm. I haven't really thought about that, but yeah, I mean, I would say the day that I went full time and said, "Okay, this is my career," hmm. that's when that shift took place.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: The, yeah, I, I now have to support my family. Yeah, so <laughs> I to take this seriously on yeah. a new level. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think you bringing on other people to carry the vision with with you um and just that goes along with what you were saying about pouring like pouring into the guys and hanging out and like you have other people that you're now investing in and are relying really on the company to make part of their living or you know however so i think that that's Um, I would imagine that that would have been a motivating factor. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are some practical things that you can offer our listeners as they're either starting a business or um, they're thinking about it or they have this crazy idea in their minds and they're like, should I do it, should I not? I know you said earlier, just do it. But like, what are some Mm -hmm. practical things? Okay. Okay.
4: I love being practical.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: so obvious so the more obvious one would be uh, pray about it, spend time with God, just meditating on, on what that looks like. Um,
3: Which seems so impractical sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's the most practical thing we can yep. do. Yeah, yep. yeah.
4: Yeah, and you'll have peace about it or you won't, simply mm-hmm. put. Um, <laughs> and then on top of that, just meet with uh, something that I do is I meet with people that I really look up to and just kind of pick their brain. Hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is how I think it would work. Um, what, what are your thoughts? And then from there, if that checks out, then I go to a business plan and start moving forward and um, creating the business.
3: Now, did yeah. you study business in school? No.
4: I so just, how did it. you learn it? Um, I think I was gifted it partly. And then also I just, I nerd out on it. So I read about it and I study it and,
3: that's great. Yeah, just I mean, even of-
4: even through high school. Sorry, I know we're we're wrapping up here. Even through high school, I I did jobs where I I worked for myself.
3: Oh really? Yeah.
4: So that's how I made that's a living awesome. in high school. Yeah.
3: What kinds of things did you do in high school? <laughs>
4: it Sounds so funny. Um, <laughs> I would go to um, places like TJ Maxx or Lost Stress for Less, <laughs> and I would buy markdown clothes, and I would I had an eBay store, and I would sell them all on serious? eBay. Serious? Yeah.
3: <laughs> You are an entrepreneur to the mm-hmm. core. <laughs> that is amazing.
4: Yeah, so I've been, I don't know, as a kid. I would, And then even before that, I remember the one or two times it would snow, I would knock on all of our neighbors' doors during the, in the neighborhood and ask if I could shovel their driveway for them.
3: I love that. Did you have like a financial goal in mind or you just felt like compelled to do business?
4: Uh, no, I'm not driven financially at all. No? Yeah. It's my, more my, like- my wife probably wishes I w- was more so <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, Alex.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's more just uh, all the back end of the business is what drives me. That's
3: awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll have to talk to you more about that eventually. That's great, and we need to consider you coming and speaking to our kids at Collected Camp. That would be really cool.
2: Oh yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, we love sure.
3: teens with an entrepreneurial mind. That's so cool. Jake, thank you so much for taking time to come sit and chat with us. Thank you all. We really admire you and everything that you're doing.
4: Thank you.
1: Yeah. Okay. I love that Jake had this entrepreneurial spirit from such a young age Mm -hmm. and that he was just out there making money any way he could. And he wasn't about the money. Right. Right. It was just he liked to be out there trying new businesses, helping people out. And like what he he kind of goes against the grain of
3: like traditional masculinity too. I'm gonna go buy clothes and resell it on eBay. Like and in his work at his company, he's he's like, love you, man, yeah. every single day coming in and going out. Like he mm-hmm. doesn't feel like he has to fit somebody else's definition of of, you know, like manliness or whatever. Or
2: of a motorcycle brand. Or a motorcycle brand for that matter. Yeah. And he's not he's not afraid to try new ideas. Mm -hmm. And I think what I've seen in Jake is he he got past the point of being concerned about being cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was like, okay. Yeah. Like that really shifted something Mm -hmm. for him Mm -hmm. and for Prism. Well,
3: yeah, that's like a pride humility thing, right? mm -hmm, Like eyes on me or eyes on the Lord. Like, Lord, what do you have for me to do Mm
1: -hmm. no matter what
3: other people think of me?
1: Well, and I think somebody out there needs to hear this, and I say this with the most love in my heart, (laughs) but you need to get over trying to be cool. Yeah, That is the thing right now that is holding you back from a new level and a new place that God is trying to take you. But you're continuing to try and perpetuate this, quote, unquote, cool image. Mm -hmm. And so it's holding you back from a new place. That's good, Jess. And I think that's out there for someone. I know I had to Mm -hmm. realize that like in my own small business with Spreza and my hand lettering. Like I don't post on Instagram very much because I find that when I do, I'm just trying to put out this image. And I spend so much time on just worrying what other people are going to think about what I post. So I decided, you know what? I don't need to post. I'll grow my business other ways. Like mm-hmm. Instagram doesn't have to be it for me because it becomes so much about image. Mm-hmm. And it, it stresses me out and it takes me to a place that isn't healthy or authentic That's for me. That's good.
2: Well, and it changes the way that we think um, about other people. Mm-hmm. The way that we think about other people and the way we see other people when we are, like, when we shift from pride to humility. Yeah. And You could even hear that in Jake's process. Mm -hmm. Like, business increased more. Like, there was more people that he brought on. Mm -hmm. um, And that was part of when he took the focus solely off of himself. Yeah. So yeah, that's a
3: a good word, Jess. Yeah, a lot of truth in that. The Instagram culture that we live in Mm -hmm. can lie to us and make us think way too highly of or much about ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
1: and let's be real, what we view as cool this year isn't going to be cool in 3 years. So, like Truth. just be who you're created to be. Amen. Because
2: cool you're awesome.
1: is lame.
2: Set a trend, set a new trend. Come on. <laughs> cool is lame. Cool is lame. <laughs> cool is lame. Can that be a bumper sticker? I feel <laughs> like that's our new hashtag.
1: <laughs> cool
3: is lame. Cool is lame.
1: Uh,
2: Anyhow, well, Well, we
1: love you all.
3: Yes, we do. Um,
1: Please rate and review if you love us back. Five stars, please. Yes.
3: Thanks for listening to The Collected Podcast. We'll see you back here next Thursday. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. Find the Collected Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Collected Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive contests, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNally Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at the Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya. A nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at FlourishKenya.org. Support for the Collected Podcast is provided by Clean Juice. Learn more at CleanJuice.com and be sure to check out their lifestyle arm at WellHappyAndKind.com. Podcast recorded by Jacob Early. Music by Asaf Elon.